Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, welcome, Southeast Texas Internet Radio listeners. Welcome to another edition of the Dr. Levine Medical Hour. A week goes by so, so fast. Anyway, I'm here in um, live in the studio taking your phone calls. Phone lines are open, 896-KLVI-1-800-330-KLVI. I appreciate all your phone calls. Hopefully you've having or had a wonderful week. Uh, weather is not so wonderful today with uh, wet and overcast. Not, not a not a beautiful day, but uh, again, we're live and we're up and we have another chance to get better. So if you have any phone calls, give us a, a call or questions, give us a call. In the meantime, um, COVID-19 continues to get uh, better and better in the sense that uh, things are opening up uh, more and we're able to engage more as, as we knew it, especially if you're vaccinated. And so we're still encouraging those who have not been vaccinated to go ahead and get your uh, vaccine, whichever one is available to you, other than, like I've personally mentioned, the um, the uh, Johnson & Johnson, I believe, with the, the issues with uh, the clots that it had, that they had to pause um, you know, if I, if I had an issue with clots, I probably would just choose the other two just because, you know, there's two others available. Um, but uh, certainly we still uh, believe in, uh, wholeheartedly in these vaccines and, and what they've been able to do for the uh, pandemic. We still are seeing cases, but they add a significant uh, re- reduced volume uh, than uh, a year ago. So, you know, we're really happy about that. And uh, if you have any phone calls about that, give us, uh, give us a buzz. Uh, but uh, anyway, while we wait on some phone calls, we typically like to uh, answer, you know, some of the questions that uh, patients pose to us over the uh, past week. And uh, one thing that keeps coming up is just uh, supplements that we can all take to feel better and healthier. As you know, there's a very robust market out there for sort of supplements or additives to your normal diet that if you take these supplements or additives that somehow you're healthier are more likely to live longer. And someone was asking me this past week about turmeric as well as charcoal that's a new one, charcoal. I hadn't, I hadn't heard of that one, 
But uh, and I don't even know what sort of form it comes in. I think that the person was getting it from a, a local beverage outlet um, that serves uh, nutritional beverages. As you know, that's been very popular for several years. Uh, sort of the the whole juicing industry, juicing craze, um, has been very popular for many years as well as uh, concocting these um, beverages that contain, you know, 10 or 15 ingredients and you kind of pulverize and grind it and turn into this nice little iced uh, drink or smoothie. Uh, that's been very popular for, for many uh, years. And um, it, it seems like the, um, the amount of things that you're putting into these beverages tends to grow and grow and grow every year they're just adding more and more and more so I, I think that's where this this um, question that was posed to me a couple of days ago was going is they had heard whether or not putting turmeric which is um, an antioxidant basically is, is what turmeric is it's a it's a spice or a herb and uh, in certain cultures they put it in their food or they cook with it, N not so much so here in this country, but certainly in some of the other parts of the world, they include turmeric into their diet and cook with it, and its antioxidant properties has been touted to be very beneficial and healthy to to your, your life, and so I guess the interest of let me just kind of dump all these antioxidants into my beverages, and uh, that will give me an edge or some benefit with with my lifestyle and my health. And I guess charcoal, and I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm a little fuzzy about the whole benefit of charcoal and what sort of charcoal and how much. I guess the only concept I have of charcoal is just barbecues, right? Uh, the briquettes. And, you know, like depending on what sort of um, chef you are or what sort of smoker you are, you know, there's all sorts of different uh, woods and charcoals that you can buy and soaking them and positioning them, all these different things. But I, I, I haven't really been educated about charcoal in terms of how it helps prevent or reduce certain diseases from happening or how it helps prolong your life. But anyway, they're, they're putting all sorts of stuff in these drinks. And uh, certainly, uh, again, uh, we've talked about this multiple times over the years in, in terms of what, what's my position on this. And uh, again, I think that uh, most people understand that most people are struggling with their health out there. And looking for something kind of quick and fast and easy to negate the obvious problems we have with weight loss, as well as being sedentary. And th that even though it seems very obvious to us all that we all need to lose some weight, it, it seems to be an almost impossible task, I would say, for the average person to get their weight down. And that's obviously something I struggle with as a practitioner every day, trying to help people find their way, their personal way of getting their, their weight down. Because it, it really would alleviate a lot of physical symptoms that patients have every single day that they come into the office complaining about. 
Most of these complaints are weight related, meaning that they're, they're just overweight. And if they could get their weight down, it could really alleviate a lot of their symptoms and make them feel like they feel like they need to feel. But again, it's, it's certainly a big struggle. Hey, Billy from Orange, what's up? Uh, yes, sir. How are you this morning? Okay. How can we help you? Well, so you were talking about the charcoal. Um, yeah. Can you educate me charcoal. about that? <laughs> so activated charcoal is used uh, for poisonings and things like that. It already okay, right. toxins from the body. Right. So it's probably a derivative of that. Right. Thank you. I forgot yes, about that. Um, you know, that's that's more like uh, ER medicine. And for overdoses of certain medicines, yes, you're absolutely right. We do use activated charcoal uh, to detoxify or to neutralize the toxin of choice, whatever that was that the patient consumed. So thank you. I appreciate that. So do you know yes, how sir. it's do you know how it's used in these beverages or how people are consuming it? Are you are you familiar I, I with it? I don't. I just, you know, remember from having read that they were used, they use that for a lot. It's used a lot in, in industry as well for uh, yeah. purification purposes, filtration. Yeah. So I imagine it. it it's probably a derivative of that to help, you know, draw toxins Got from the body. Got it. Thank you. <laughs> That's good. Appreciate that. Anything else, Billy? That's it. All just right, brother. Appreciate it. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. So. Okay, right. Decrease toxins, detoxify, um, kind of the whole thing with um, these uh, bowel, B-O-W-L, bowel toxin cleansing sort of um, supplements or programs that uh, you hear about periodically detoxify your body. Okay, I got it. So charcoal... Yes, has been used for many years. Now, I completely forgot about that. You know, I, I do a little emergency room medicine, you know, but uh, most of the ER doctors are managing these overdoses. And we, we do see overdoses come through the ER on a regular basis, uh, primarily just um, yeah, we still see the pain pills and the sedatives, just uh, folks getting too much medication, um, depression, and mental illness is big, 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 huge, huge, huge out there. And again, with, with this country being in the position it is in terms of access to all sorts of chemicals, products, meds that patients can consume in liquid form, tablet form, inhaling, sniffing, in, in terms of altering their mind, altering their consciousness, it's just so much is out there and the access is so easy that uh, we do see these overdoses come in kind of on a regular basis. I wouldn't say it was an epidemic or anything like that, but we do see it on a regular basis. It has gotten better uh, when, it, when it comes to, um, you know, pain pills and sedatives. You know, there's been a big movement uh, over the past couple of years to collectively get a handle on the opioid problem that had kind of gotten out of hand the previous years, and I was watching a documentary last night um, about uh, one of the pain pills, OxyContin. Um, somebody put together a real nice documentary in terms of the history of our use in this country with um, you know, heroin and opioids and morphine and, and all these different things, and kind of you know, from beginning to where it is now. Very interesting. 
And um, so we've collectively over the past couple of years kind of got a handle on that. And, and we still have to work on that all the time uh, because, you know, there was a, kind of a generation of physicians who um, started prescribing these pain meds. And I think as I was coming out of residency, um, the understanding that chronic pain was a huge problem, and but you really needed to know what you were doing in order to not hurt patients was really taking off with the development of, you know, a, a chronic pain management specialist. And uh, that was just getting started as I was coming out of residence. That's 20 years ago. And um, so there was a generation prior to that that was uh, kind of it kind of given the impression that <clears throat> pain needed to be managed because even before that, believe it or not, doctors didn't use any pain medication. They felt like it was a good thing for patients to experience pain. I'm serious. If you read, and I love medical history because it gives me so much perspective on what we're doing now and where certain thoughts came from or why we do certain things. A lot of times it has a lot to do with the history of medicine. But anyway, I mean, this is like in the 1800s, um, you know, before anesthesia, before a lot of things develop, vaccines. Um, doctors didn't use pain medication. They used to operate on patients. Can you believe this? They used to operate on patients without pain medicine. Unbelievable. Yeah, they used to do that because they thought patients experiencing pain was a good thing. It helped heal the body. Uh, it helped their cardiovascular system, believe it or not. But anyway, thank God things changed. <laughs> and we got anesthesia and we, we understood uh, pathophysiology of diseases and just how destructive, uncontrolled pain can be. And, and so at one time, and this is probably just before I became a physician, they were heavily promoting, you know, pain is bad, it needs to be treated, um, it, we, it, we need to prioritize it. It was called the fifth vital sign at one point, and I've mentioned to you before about vital signs, and that, that's the measurement of these um, variables Anytime you go into a medical healthcare setting, they check your vital signs, right? They put the cuff on your arm, they check your temperature. Most of the time they have a little uh, pulse ox monitor on your finger and they observe how fast you're breathing. And so those are vital signs and can very quickly and easily tell a healthcare professional how sick you are or how stable you are. So they were trying to, or they did promote the idea that when you're assessing a patient anytime, you need to ask them how much pain they're in. So there was this big movement for many years about, uh, hey, treat pain. And uh, obviously, we just didn't understand the concepts of pain management and just the issues that would come up if we started to prioritize pain and if we started medicating patients with pain medication. And unfortunately, the um, availability of medications at that time to treat pain were, were, were pretty minimal. And we had our pain, we had our narcotics. And uh, again, that was used for many years to, to treat acute pain. And just so you know, acute pain is different from chronic pain. You know, you, um, you fall, you injure your leg, or whatever the case may be, that's acute, right? It's new. And the body mounts a pain response and, you know, basically to tell you, hey, something's hurting, you need to get it addressed, you know, go in, get it checked out, there's a fracture there, it needs to be fixed, so you go in, you get checked out, 
the fracture gets healed, and then the pain response decreases and the pain goes away. Uh, most of the time when you injure yourself, inflammation also enters the picture, so inflammation generates pain. And um, so uh, under normal circumstances, after that acute um, incident or acute crisis it goes away, then all the pain goes away, swelling goes away, and you kind of get back to your normal uh, routine. Well, for some people that doesn't happen, you know, talk about a motor vehicle accident, um, soft tissue trauma, etc. Some people the pain lasts right well beyond the acute phase. We're talking about three months into it, six months into it, a year, they're still in pain. And so that's a different mechanism of action in terms of how the body continues to generate that pain signal versus an acute pain response. Different molecules, different mechanism of action. We didn't know that, you know, when you know years ago. So we just kind of threw narcotics at both those types of pain. And we got into trouble. As a society, as a country, we got into trouble. And we now know, after years of research and unfortunately after a lot of morbidity and mortality with the use of narcotics, we now understand very well that using primarily narcotics for chronic pain is bad, bad, bad. And that it can be used as an adjunct, meaning there might be a little use of narcotic along with other non-narcotic pain medications is how we're going now. There's just been a big movement to get away from the use of narcotics and to limit the use of narcotics because we know how dangerous and how much of a slippery slope that can be. But uh, anyway, we still see patients coming in with these issues of abuse or misuse. Uh, you combine that a lot of times with issues of chronic depression, chronic anxiety, because if you've ever had chronic pain or you know someone who's had chronic pain, it can really mess you up mentally, psychologically. Good people, people you once knew, productive people, um, again, got a bad uh, bad card dealt to them, like I said, most time like an MVA or a construction accident, etc. And <clears throat> the acute pain is not managed very well and it, it starts to persist because it impacts everything in your life. How you sleep, your mobility, your ability to take care of yourself, your ability to just relax and have a good day because it's like a nail in your head, pounding your head all the time. Chronic pain can be that way. And you can understand just chronic constant pressure on anything will start to change and generate this negative impact on whatever it is. And I see it every day in patients who have chronic pain. And um, it's, it's a miserable existence if you have chronic pain and having to um, change your lifestyle and not be able to just live a normal life. So it, it is a major problem, but obviously our approach to it has significantly changed because we realize how dangerous it is to just throw a bunch of narcotics um, at patients to treat this particular illness. So uh, if you have any questions on chronic pain or acute pain, give us a call, 896-KLVI, 1-800-330-KLVI. I'll be back in two minutes. Made from scratch food, great drinks, and $3 mimosas every Friday. The Toasted Yo Cafe on Phelan in Beaumont. They say if you love something, to set it free. If it doesn't come back, 
it was never yours to begin with. Here at LifeLock, we have to say, What a load of bull hockey! All those nights working overtime, saving up all that money, paying off all that debt, and now some identity thief wants to try and set it free? That's crazy talk! Good thing LifeLock helps monitor your info and alert you to potential identity threats. And if you do become a victim, a dedicated U.S.-based specialist will be there to help fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but when identity thieves try to take what's yours, you don't have to take it lying down. And while we're not setting it free, you can save up to 25% off your first year at lifelock.com with promo code NEWS. That's promo code NEWS for 25% off at lifelock.com. Perhaps Gallery Friends' early memorial supercell with giant selection, giant savings, immediate financing. Buy a room full, buy a house full of made in America furniture, buy a Tipper Phoenix sleep set. Gallery Furniture delivers free, free, free to Houston area home in three or four hours. Today, 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 no waiting, no backlog set. Plus, we'll haul off your old furniture absolutely free, free, free. Buy your furniture today, early memorial super zone to 10 p.m. tonight. Gallery Furniture delivers free, free, free in three or four hours and saves you money today. At Golden Triangle Internal Medicine and Geriatrics, Dr. Masanti Levine believes that his patients deserve compassionate medical care. Dr. Levine accepts same-day appointments, and walk-ins are always welcome. Let's create a healthier you with state-of-the-art care, in-office lab, diagnostic testing, state-of-the-art screenings, and patient education. Plus, you receive detailed instructions on your condition with every office visit. Call Golden Triangle Internal Medicine and Geriatrics, 409-347-3621. You're listening to Dr. Levine's Medical Hour on News Talk 560 KLVI. To join the conversation, call 896-KLVI or 800-330-KLVI. All right, welcome back to the Dr. Levine Medical Hour, 896-KLVI, 1-800-330-KLVI. Just sitting here chatting, talking about chronic pain, acute pain, and charcoal as it comes to your health. And, uh, again, I was just mentioning, I was watching a really good documentary on uh, our issues with the use of narcotics and chronic pain and um it was, you know, obviously very interesting um, to, to look at that and have a perspective on that. And, you know, helping people understand that we have to be careful when it comes uh, to the use of narcotics, you know, hydrocodone, codeine, tramadol, um, morphine, oxycontin, oxycodone, just all these uh, narcs that, that we use. And certainly it has its uh, role in the use of acute pain and chronic pain. And again, doctors are still prescribing these medicines and these medicines will never go away. Um, they, but there's obviously will be more restrictions on the use and uh, prescribing of these medications. And as you know, or may not know right now, a lot of it is more electronic now, where if you need a prescription, the doctor has to send an electronic message basically to the pharmacist. Uh, there's still the ability to write a prescription, but just more and more monitoring uh, of the use of these medications for good reason. Uh, again, just because it's uh, we need to protect each other in terms of using it and everyone needs to be on the same page. 
uh, with with using these medications. So the medical community is now using uh, non-narcotic medications in conjunction with narcotics to help control pain, such as uh, gabapentin or Elevil or Cymbalta, some of these other medications that I use uh, a lot. Hey, Stephen, what's going on? Well, I'm talking to you, which seems like an honor. Thank you. Oh, appreciate it. Appreciate it, brother. I just discovered you, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, you uh, opened the show by talking about uh, vaccines, and you talked about the three primary ones. I wonder if you know much about the Novavax, because I understand it's not an mRNA type. It's more like a regular flu shot, two doses. But it seems to be having a problem getting you know, out of the box. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Yeah, I don't. I haven't heard much about it. Uh, you know, I'm obviously not an expert with uh, vaccines. Uh, I get my information from peer-reviewed uh, websites, New England Journal of Medicine, uh, etc., where they normally present these uh, vaccines and talk about them extensively. So I haven't read or heard a lot about the one that you're mentioning. Um, the other virus, I'm sorry, uh, vaccines are what they're called viral vectors. And so it's a different uh, mechanism of action in terms of how they generate the, the vaccine. And um, I'm not quite sure why one company was able to do that and the other company wasn't able to do that because the technology is out there um, and uh, can be duplicated uh, a lot of times. But uh, I'm not quite sure why one is being used and the other isn't. But, yeah, you're, you're correct. It seems that the viral vector vaccines are not as uh, effective and seemingly having a few more issues in terms of side effects and effectiveness, and obviously that's slowing down their ability to enter their market. Because, you know, again, since... Since uh, Pfizer hit the market um, with the vaccine, it's just generated 10,000 questions from patients. And uh, we have it so good here in this country where we get to choose sometimes uh, which one we want. If we don't like one, we can hop to another. And it's not like that in every country. Uh, for some countries or some locales, they only have one vaccine to choose from, and that's it. But here in this country, we, we do have the option, so I think that's that's terrific. It wasn't like that on day one, but um, it did develop into that now that we have a lot of vaccines in the market where you can kind of choose which one you want. So, um, again, I don't know a, a lot about the, the one that you're mentioning, um, but, but certainly I'm watching every day and listening every day to uh, try and get as much information as possible. Was, was there 
some other question or concern about the new vaccine you wanted to discuss? Well, I'm just not comfortable with the mRNA types of vaccines, primarily because I don't really understand it. Um, and I was all set to take the J&J, and all of a sudden we have these you know, numbers of blood clots that are associated with that one. And so far, I have not heard that that's been associated with the, the two mRNA vaccines. So this Nova, Novavax, which is more like that, you, the, the vector type that you were talking about, I had kind of hopes that when that got out, it wouldn't have the same kind of side effects as the J&J, and now I can't seem to find it. It seems to have some kind of a, a problem getting approved. I think they went into some tests, and there were some problems with the, the pilots, and but it's hard to, to get information about it. That's why I was hoping maybe you knew something, or maybe you can allay my fears about an mRNA, because I don't think we have any idea five and ten years out what that's going to do to us. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, that's one of those things no one will ever know, in my opinion. I mean, not average folks like you and me. Um, obviously, you know, this is kind of big business. And science, unfortunately, has these relationships with big business. And there's always a concern that there are hidden issues or hidden prerogatives that um, might be at, at important when the certain products are hitting the market. And uh, again, both you and me are going to have limited ability to really get behind closed doors, right? Just because that stuff is uh, massively and protected from the general public, if there is something like that. But uh, based on the current knowledge I have and the sources I go to as a clinician, as a physician, um, the doctors that I respect and the doctors that I listen to have given the information to me that the mRNA is a relatively safe product. Again, um, and I've said this before on my show, is um, the, 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 the idea that the risk should be zero, I think that's, that's, that's a great idea and it's ideal, but that's not reality, and I don't think there will ever be reality anytime soon. And so there's always going to be a potential risk of taking these uh, vaccines even though we heavily promote using vaccines, flu, pneumonia, et cetera, we come across people all the time that have side effects to these, these vaccines. But the general purpose is it helps control infection spread in our country, and it has revolutionized our ability to control infections in our country and to allow most Americans to live longer because that's actually what Americans used to die from way before we discovered microbiology is infections. They would just you know, get a pneumonia, get a, a flu or some sort of viral infection and would die. So we now know what these things are, and these vaccines have revolutionized our ability to control it. Is it perfect? No. Um, will it ever be perfect? Maybe, but not probably in our lifetime. But the pharmaceutical industry has gotten better and better and better at making these products cleaner and cleaner. And this mRNA process, again, not a microbiologist. Um, I've read a little bit about the mRNA process. This uh, apparently is a process that allows companies to very quickly and rapidly produce vaccines cleaner with less toxicity issues when it's injected into the human body versus this viral vector but this viral vector technology has probably been around longer 
than the mRNA and, again, might be a cheaper way to get the vaccine to market. I don't know exactly, but it just kind of makes sense to me. You're in the business of creating vaccines. You want to try and get it as fast as possible, and you're using available technology that you know your your, uh, business is set up to manage these things. And uh, so that's the process that you use. It's still a good process, but it's not the new process. And um, so when patients come to me and ask me about the mRNA, I basically give them the impression that it's relatively safe. I took it. My family took it. Yeah, I can't predict the future, and I don't think anyone really can. And uh, because of all the information that we get in this country, (laughs) you know, you're right. It's hard to sometimes ignore things that you hear. It's sometimes hard to do that. And again, what I say is you have to go to reliable sources and ask them, go to people that you trust and ask them. And you just got to go with that. Uh, You you know, life is, we don't have the ability to control everything in life and we never will. And I know it scares us sometimes about that, but that's the way life is. We just can't control every aspect of it. And this is one of them. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen in 10 years, and um, but I'm not going to not protect myself potentially because I don't know what's going to happen in 10 years. So I feel like the better decision is to go ahead and get the vaccine um, and trust and have faith in my uh, my experts and the people that I that I trust and believe, and you know I can live with that. Well, that's a that's a larger answer than yeah. I had expected. <laughs> But I'm just trying to give you all sides. Uh, yes, sir. And I, I would make one observation. Mm-hmm. When you say the average person like you and me. Yeah. Uh, as a doctor, I wouldn't classify you as an average person. So. Well, I appreciate I we're that. Two different populations. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. All right, buddy. Keep listening. All right. Have a good day. Yeah, and it's just uh, you know doctors. Um, obviously, yeah, they're smart folks and they're dedicated. But, uh, again, we're, we're just like everybody else in a lot of uh, aspects. We get our information, and we make the best decision possible and try to relay that information to our patients. And, um, but, uh, again, I mean, we, we, we understand that there's a lot at stake, uh, big business, a lot of money, a lot of influence, power, authority. Uh, that stuff does exist. And uh, I'm not going to act like it doesn't exist. And, you know, we can go back in history and uh, look at the history books and go down the line in terms of, you know, Americans uh, are not given the full story for whatever reason by those who make those decisions. And that's unfortunately just the way countries are ran, even though we have, quote, a free press. um, Some of that information is controlled, no question. And that's been heavily well documented, uh, if you can read about that. In multiple publications, multiple people have presented that. So you have to understand that as well. And uh, that's that's just one of those things. I mean, we, we unfortunately don't know everything and will not know everything when it comes to important, sensitive information. So anyway, if you have any for, uh, other questions, give us a call. Go on our second break, 896-KLVI, 1-800-330-KLVI. I'll be back in two minutes. Some Other Place was founded in Beaumont in 1968 by the local religious community to meet the unfulfilled emergency needs of poor and hurting residents. 
when no one could help, they were often told they had to go some other place. Thus the name, Some Other Place. It allows people to have somewhere to go when all else fails. All services are offered at no charge to the recipients and include emergency service programs, home-delivered meals, Henry's Place, and much, much more. If you want to help the mission of Some Other Place, they would love to have you as a volunteer. Volunteering is a great way to serve others and give back to your community. And if you're interested in supporting their mission financially, visit the donation page on the website at someotherplacebeaumont.com. Some Other Place is located at 590 Center in Beaumont. And for more information on this ecumenical mission in urban ministry, call 409-832-7976 to see how you can become involved. Did you know that the largest ice cream sundae weighed over 24 tons? Or that if you unraveled the yarn in a pair of socks, it would stretch for over a mile? Or even that 21 elephants once walked over the Brooklyn Bridge to test its strength? With History Vault, you never know what you'll find. It's the place where you can stream over 190 episodes of Modern Marvels and thousands of History Channel documentaries commercial-free. Get a one-month extended free trial at historyvault.com forward slash iHeart. Each day, dogs and cats find sanctuary at the Humane Society of Southeast Texas. Some shy, some tall, some scared, and some small, but all in need of love and care. The Humane Society needs your help. Become a foster family and make a difference in the lives of homeless pets by opening up your home and heart to an animal in need. Fostering a pet not only increases their chance of adoption, but also creates space at the shelter for other animals in need. When you foster a pet, you are truly saving a life. For more information, call 409-833-0504. You're listening to Dr. Levine's Medical Hour on News Talk 560 KLVI. To join the conversation, call 896-KLVI or 800-330-KLVI. All right, welcome back to the Dr. Levine Medical Hour, 896-KLVI, 1-800-330-KLVI. Appreciate all the phone calls this morning. Anyway, talking about several things. Uh, if you have any questions about any of these topics, give us a buzz. Uh, diet supplements, uh, vaccines, uh, chronic pain, uh, big, 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 big topic, and the use of opioids and the use of uh, in the treatment of chronic pain. But back to these supplements, uh, charcoal, antitoxin, um, just the detoxify. You hear these terms being thrown around a lot in terms of getting your health back to normal. And uh, we've, we've talked about this uh, before in terms of pulverizing and blending and mashing all these ingredients together into this this beverage, which, again, I think every once in a while, it, it, you know, it's okay. But, I, again, a lot of people walk away thinking that they need to do this every single day, that it needs to be part of their routine. And, again, if it makes you feel good and you believe in it, I don't have a problem with it, okay? Um, honestly, I mean, and I think that's most people – it's it's hard to figure out how to be healthy or how what it's going to take for you to be healthy when you kind of try to combine that with your your lifestyle and all the other distractions and all the other responsibilities that you have. It's it's difficult to figure out you know what exactly is going to make me feel better. You can go to your healthcare professional, but again, I've mentioned this before. If you take one year, one year's time. You're only with your doctor, I would probably say, what, an hour at the most um, out of the entire year. So 
basically you have to try and figure it out yourself. Your doctor can kind of guide you or your healthcare professional can kind of guide you, but the information is really out there, and you have to kind of figure out what works for you. Hey, Ryan Beaumont, what's up? Hey, what's going on, Dr. Levine? How are we I'm doing today? How can we help you? Yours. Uh-huh, yes, I'm sir. Good, I'm good. Uh, I've got a question for you, though. I'm actually on my way to MD Anderson, uh, to the pain management clinic there that I go to, uh, and I have a question for you. Uh, with type 1 diabetes, is there any correlation with chronic pain and blood sugars, as far as you're aware of? Yeah, you know, that's a good question. Um Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. I, I don't know. I would assume, okay. based on my experience, that, yeah, there is some connection. Um, because, you know, you, you and I probably discussed this before. Um, you know, high sugars basically cause nerve damage, right? And right. Uh, if you have any sort of chronic pain and you're damaging the nerves in your nervous system, that, yeah, obviously it's going to um, escalate the intensity of your pain and make it harder to control your pain just because it's another component to injuring your nerves and causing pain. Uh, Patients who don't control their diabetes get that uh, neuropathy from diabetes. And uh, so that can generate its own pain on top of if you had an injury and now you have uh, injury or pain related to a previous trauma. So I would assume that, yeah, obviously it can negatively impact uh, chronic pain, no question. Okay, one last uh, comment I'd like to just leave you with. I heard you mention about uh, one of the medications, gamma-pentin. I take a narcotic and gamma-pentin uh, from the pain management center at MD Anderson Houston, and uh, those combinations of the two work fantastic. So I just wanted to leave that with anybody that's listening that may be dealing with those. Uh, but I highly recommend uh, somebody... Pain's out of control just with narcotics. You throw that in there. I've had type 1 diabetes for 38 years now. So I really appreciate you taking my call, Dr. Levine. Appreciate it, Ryan. Have a good evening. Drive safe. Yeah, and uh, again, as I mentioned to you, narcotics are not going to go anywhere. They're here to stay. Uh, it's just that um, we have, you know, recognized that, hey, things can get out of hand. And, uh, you know, we don't want to hurt anybody. And honestly, that's that's every doctor's goal every single day, every single encounter is how can I do this as safely as possible? Um, that's always in the in, in the front most part of their decision making. We want to be safe with every decision that we make. And it comes to prescribing medications, especially 
the more medicines that we prescribe a patient, the more chance of some sort of adverse reaction. And narcotics are no different. And if you're an elderly person, you're anyone 60 or above, 65 or above, you, you need to keep that in the back of your mind as well. Sometimes there is pressure on practitioners to overprescribe medications, especially if patients come in and they just constantly sort of complaining that they're not getting better and that their pain is persisting and that they can't function, they can't sleep. I mean, it can become a massive problem. And in trying to help patients, yes, some practitioners get into trouble uh, just because they just kind of keep pumping out those different meds. And before you know it, patients are on five, six medicines just for pain control. And uh, you, you have to, every practitioner has to understand their limits. At least I do, and I understand how important that is. And I think patients really respect that when a practitioner says, look, I, I don't know what else we can do. I don't want to hurt you, and so I don't want to prescribe more medicines to you because I just don't think it's going to benefit you or the price is just going to be too high. And so we need to stop. We need to hold at this current dose of medications, just because if I add another medication to you, I think I might harm you. And we, we all know about the inadvertent harm of prescribing medications. Things can happen at any time, but certainly when we prescribe a medicine, we feel like this is going to help and not hurt. And, and again, as the, the caller mentioned about the combination, and that's what we're really doing right now for chronic pain, is we're combining non-narcotic medicines with a limited use or lower use of narcotics, uh, again, because we understand the slippery. You know, at one time, we, we felt like there was no amount of narcotic a person could be given and that it wouldn't harm them. So as we know now, uh, narcotics, if you primarily use them for chronic pain, it, it kind of burns out after a while, meaning the potency, you, you lose potency after some time. And it's, and it's different for every, every person, but we do know that it has that potential or has that aspect in terms of uh, narcotics. The, the effectiveness kind of burns out. And so in order to achieve pain, you have to keep cranking the dose up. <clears throat> and again, we did that under the idea that there was no upper limit of, of maximum amount of narcotics. Now we, we know there is. Um, but we used to just crank it up. And as you start cranking it up, that's when the side effects would start kicking in. Constipation, disorientation, problems breathing, confusion, increased falls. I mean, all sorts of really negative things that would start to happen. Um, but the patients were still in pain. <laughs> okay, so it, it, was, it was just a terrible time for the, the country in general as well as doctors because, again, they were just trying to treat their patients. The, the current knowledge and current thought uh, told the doctors to just keep cranking up the dose. Um, and, and, again, we had some really, really bad outcomes. And then once we started stepping back and looking at it, you know, realize it just wasn't the way to go. We were going to harm a person if we started them on this route. And again, a lot of times it was just somebody had an accident, you had a surgery, something along those lines, and you, you, you got some pain meds. And unfortunately, you know, the pain kind of persisted beyond, you know, a month or so. And then you just kind of, it man, it, it gets cranked up and, and you can't ever get off the roller coaster. 
And so we add these non-narcotic meds, which seem to help mitigate and help control or reduce the potency or the, 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 the intensity of the, the pain so that you can kind of be comfortable and you're not preoccupied with this pain. So, yeah, gabapentin, what we call it GABA for short, um, is a very, very popular medication when it comes to treating chronic pain. This particular caller talked about pain from diabetes, and we, we all know that diabetes injures the nervous system in a lot of different ways, and one of them is it causes the nerves to start sending pain signals to your brain, and so you start getting pain primarily in your extremities, in your toes, your feet, your hands, and this can be very severe pain. And probably, again, before we understood the complexity of chronic pain, we, we would give that person narcotics. But now we don't do that. We start non-narcotic medicines like gabapentin, another medicine is called Lyrica or pregabalin you might be familiar with. And gabapentin comes in some extended release formulations. Uh, one is called Horizont. Uh, one is called Release. I use those heavily. Just insurance companies don't pay for it, which is unfortunate because they're very good medications. And it cuts down on the side effect aspects of using high-dose gabapentin. But Lyrica or pregabalin, there's uh, Elevil or nortriptyline, which is an old um, uh, anti-anxiety medication, but we use it a lot for nerve pain. And Cymbalta or duloxetine is an antidepressant. So we could use these medicines in combination. So a person might be on a gabapentin and a Cymbalta and then a little narcotic. Again, it depends on the uh, focus and goal of the, the practitioner treating this patient in terms of uh, pain control, but that's kind of the route we use. And then we use other non-medical modalities, injections, physical therapy, a lot of different things, you know. So it's just not narcs, you know, all the time. So I'm going to go on my last break. Phone lines are open, 896-KLVI, 1-800-330-KLVI. I'll be back in two minutes. At Golden Triangle Internal Medicine and Geriatrics, Dr. Masanti Levine believes that his patients deserve compassionate medical care. Dr. Levine accepts same-day appointments, and walk-ins are always welcome. Let's create a healthier you with state-of-the-art care, in-office lab, diagnostic testing, state-of-the-art screenings, and patient education. Plus, you receive detailed instructions on your condition with every office visit. Call Golden Triangle Internal Medicine and Geriatrics, 409-347-3621. Now, another iHeartRadio COVID-19 vaccine update. The call is on for us to get and stay healthy. Health and Human Services' Dr. Dorothy Fink says don't procrastinate. You and your family are worth it. Make an appointment for your COVID-19 if you haven't received it yet. And schedule missed appointments for preventive care. Dr. Fink says we can do this. Just scheduling an annual checkup is a great next step for health and well-being. Get the latest vaccine info now at cdc.gov coronavirus. The Piketon Massacre, a riveting true crime podcast, is back for season two. In 2016, eight members of the same family were slain. Today, a local family of four await trial for these murders. The podcast examines the details of this horrific case. They're accused of doing this together. They're accused of trying to cover it up together as a family. Listen to The Piketon Massacre on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. With Indeed Instant Match, you can accelerate the hiring process. Just sponsor a job and you'll get a list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Fast hiring, no speeding tickets. 
Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Hi, it's Shelly Vitanza inviting you to join me each week for the LU Moment on this iHeart station. We'll be updating you on the latest Lamar University events, activities, programs, projects, and people impacting our community and making Lamar University great. Portions of the following program were pre-recorded. All right, all right. Welcome back to the Dr. Levine Medical Hour, the last segment of the show. Just a few minutes left. I want to thank all the callers uh, today. Man, an hour goes by so, so fast. When you're having fun, time flies. Anyway, um, just just final wrap-up of uh, some of the comments we're making in terms of supplements, turmeric and charcoal. These are both kind of in the antioxidant, um, antitoxin sort of realm and just the whole concept of detoxifying your body. Really, honestly, as you know, if you listen to my show, the best way to do that, right, is to not put the toxins in, but that's hard to do. And foods that have natural antioxidants are to help decrease toxin vegetables, right? We talk about that all the time. Nobody disagrees about over-consuming vegetables. You can have as much of that stuff as you want. Honestly, broccoli, cauliflower, spinach, kale, carrots, you know the stuff. All that stuff is so good for you. Again, you don't have to beat it up, punch it, or pulverize it. (laughs) You know, you can eat it whole, and that's the way that we recommend, and that's what I believe in, eating whole food, that whole food has those things naturally in it. You don't have to dump a whole bunch of other things into it. And uh, but again, if you if you feel like it makes you feel better, you want to put turmeric in your drinks or put turmeric in your food or charcoal, you know, that's obviously up to you. Buyer beware. But uh, that's never going to change in terms of how do you be healthy? Got to eat the right food. Diet is the most important thing. You cannot out exercise your health, meaning just because you're walking around the block or you're running three miles a day. You still have to eat the right food. Talk to the best athletes in the world. They understand the relationship. Anyway, thank you for joining us for another edition. Drive safe, drink your water, eat your vegetables. I'll see you guys next week. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.